Hello guys and welcome to another episode of The Film Angle, you lucky people. I am Chris. And I'm Alex. And speaking of lucky, or maybe not so lucky, Alex, because uh, we have returned to the dreaded segment we like to call The Films That Streaming Forgot. Yep. We've resurrected the dregs of forgotten cinema, and for those of you that listened to our previous episode, you will remember that Alex and I had challenged each other to watch a deservedly forgotten film of the opposing co-host's choosing, and I actually don't know what happened because uh, we keep our movie choices a secret from each other and until we hear them live on the recording, and yet we both managed to pick the same very niche film genre this time around. And uh, that is the talking dog movie. Yeah, we uh, we somehow kind of thought that was the mood that both of us were into. We 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 scoured the depths of of Amazon Prime, our kind of crap streaming <laughs> selection of choice, <laughs> um, and yes, we found two dog movies. So yeah, it's Amazon Prime is so mad that even just searching through the library makes you go crazy. I love it. I love it. There are there are films I never knew existed, and there are films that I wish I never knew existed, uh, all in the same place. And uh, yeah, uh, it's I I have I have a list going now of like films, possible films for future episodes for you, Chris. Oh my goodness! Well, it's it's like they've got these movies that like only like ten people have ever watched. It's like whose job is it at Amazon to to curate these films, or do they get sent them and they approve them? I don't know. Did somebody watch these movies? It's 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 a world I want to delve into, and I hope they make a documentary about it one day because I'll be lining up for it. Yeah, who who said Atlantis Untold was uh was was good enough to be on Amazon Prime? Australia had uh, been screaming its praises so much that it had to be put on Amazon Prime. Yeah, well, I do. Uh, I do appreciate that at least this time round, uh, it wasn't an an Atlantis Untold level. Uh, <laughs> oh, film. I'm glad to hear. Yeah, because last yeah. Time, last time when I when I picked that movie for you, I knew as soon as I did it that I had done a really bad thing, and I felt really bad for it. And uh, to be honest, I was searching for films for so long. I was like, you know what? I'll just go for this one. I'm not looking anymore. But yeah, it still didn't hurt. I, I don't want to hurt my best friend. So there you go. Yeah, you <laughs> you hurt me the first time around, and uh, <laughs> and and here it wasn't too bad. It was it was a difficult watch, but uh, it wasn't too bad. Uh, Chris, do you want to do you want to remind everybody of what I I picked for you? Well, depending on this is quite confusing. Depending on where you are or where you watch it the movie the movies i recalled my is it my ghost dog yeah so the version or i my saw magic dog. was my ghost dog and then but if you want to watch the trailer for my ghost dog yes. it comes up as my magic dog um, yes and also the version i watched on prime i think was called my magic dog Oh, was it? Okay, I thought it was called My Ghost Dog on Prime as well, but I couldn't remember. So maybe it's My Magic Dog on Prime, and then it was My Ghost Dog on uh, Letterboxd. Right, okay. Yeah. Like, so confusing. I mean, like, they, they both mean the movie, and they both are really bad ways of describing the movie, so I can't really tell which, is, which one's better. I mean, it, it's about a dead dog that does magic. So it should be maybe my magic ghost dog. Maybe that's Oh yeah, maybe they should just combine it. Yeah. I actually found it by looking through letterbox. I found somebody else's 
list of films that are on Amazon Prime UK and I just filtered them from like average rating of them from the bottom to the top. Wow. So basically, what they're from the UK, this person. So basically, just me and one other person from the UK have ever watched this movie. Uh, yeah, well, it was just like it listed every film on Amazon Prime UK, and then you could <laughs> you could just kind of like filter it by how you wanted it. And it wasn't even at the bottom of the average rating list. I was just I was going through looking for posters that look looked interesting, and that's why I have a a slight list for you now. I came across this one. I was like, oh man, so, something endearing about uh, this this ghost dog film. Well. You know, I, w- I knew I was in for a good time when I went on IMDb. I looked on the reviews, and the first review that came up was uh, a mother who wrote her headline for her review was, It Me and My Children Scream and Cry Behind the Sofa. Um, <laughs> so I was like, okay, my magic dog. Start it up. <laughs> Did it make you scream and cry behind your sofa, Chris? Well, I understand why they did. And it's a it's a particular scene in the movie that is actually quite disturbing. And even though the movie does nothing to earn, I just don't want to see a dog die. That sucks. I uh, yeah. Now to be honest, I did actually watch that scene, so I I can discuss that scene with you. <laughs> why did you why did you hear about it before, or did you just like read? Did you just watch the whole movie, Alex? No, uh, no. Well, I was just trying to see if it looked any good, or like you know, would it be worth showing you? Is there any fun in it? And I skipped to a bit where they were like, I think the the kid had the dog in his arms after it had been hit by a car. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. Spo- spoilers, everyone, if you wanted to watch my magic dog. <laughs> uh, and, but the dog clearly is very much alive. It just looks like it's lying down. But then, it, then at some point, it uh, like, doesn't it, does it like Obi-Wan Kenobi disappear and then uh, and then kind of like lots of lights go into the sky or something? It, it basically just turns into like some after effect firework that, that's been slowed down and it does a couple of little swirls and then, yeah, hightails it into the sky and that's it. Yeah, um, but the kid, the kid like is, is full on upset and it does make it just kind of like, yeah. it does make you like. I don't know. It hurts you a little bit. I mean, I I had my own golden retriever in the room with me as I was watching this, and I was like, oh, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, yeah. I I, I was thinking about um your dog Cody when I was watching this. I was like, oh, they are the the golden retrievers are the most beautiful dogs. I mean, like this it, just to think of one of those getting run over actually breaks my heart. So it was a bit of a cheap move, but it's an upsetting scene. <laughs> <laughs> well let's 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 go into your film then let's tell me about it tell, tell me oh, okay. tell me okay. all about it man oh right you, you haven't had enough already um so my magic dog or my ghost dog is the story of a boy called toby um who lives with his adoring stepdad and his gold retriever lucky as we said we learned that Toby's mother, sadly, she like passed away recently, and then she left a will stating that Toby will get her inheritance, as well as uh, give his stepdad Chet, Chet is his name, um, <laughs> full custody. <laughs> He's just a dad called Chet. Um, happy ending right there already. Stop end the movie. Nope, no, not until the evil auntie, who is a money grubber plans to throw a spanner in the works she wants the money she wants custody of toby and she's even willing to hire neighborhood children 
to rob Toby's house in the middle of the night <laughs> and steal that will. Oh man. Um, yeah, luck, lucky. You know, he's a he's a good boy. He's a loyal dog. Chases after the robbers down the street and gets run over in the process. We don't see, you know, you know, it's not that bad. We don't actually see the dog get run over, but we we hear a whimper in the background, which is just a, just as bad, isn't it? Um, yeah. And then yeah, he's not a ghost dog or a magic dog. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> and uh, and why does he come back? Is is there any reason? Um, I don't know. Some Jesus. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's worth mentioning it's never... as well. This is uh, nineteen ninety seven that the film was. Made. Yeah, it, it it it's just like you know, it's the all American sort of typical movie with that's kind of you know, it, it. I think there is like it's hinted lot. He comes back as some sort of like a guardian angel. Um. So it's no, there's nothing more to it than that. He just comes back, and now he's got the ability to speak as well. His mouth doesn't open though; he just kind of talks, at you know, stares at the camera and goes, "Oh, you're my best friend." <laughs> my favorite kind of dog movies. Yeah, and he makes jokes and everything like that. Like when, like the whole side plot in the movie is that Toby is trying to, Toby and Lucky are trying to set up the stepdad with you know, a new mum, you know, they wants stepdad's a bit lonely, he's got nothing to do, he's a really nice guy, but he needs to find somebody else now, and there's a new woman, who, who, a new lady and her kid that move in next door, and she's really weird and quirky, and he's like, he'll, she'll be just right for dad, and uh, yeah, but yeah, it, it's, it's, pretty, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad, but um, yeah, that's it, it's a, it's a, it's a quirky, it's a quirky little movie, so does is so Lucky comes back and he's just an observer, or does he is he actively partake? No, he he actively partakes. I mean, like it's so how horrible is this to the child Toby? Like he comes back like the night of his death, and he's like, right, I'm back." He's like, "The kid's crying in his bed." And we're like, "Oh, Lucky, I miss you so much. I miss you so much." And crying himself to sleep, basically, and then then. Lucky just operates out of nowhere, and he's like, "I am, I'm here, I'm here." And then he's like, "Oh, I gotta give you a hug," and he's like, "Nope, you can't hug me." And his arms go straight for his body. It's <laughs> 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 like, "Nope, you can talk to me, but you can't touch me." Fair enough, fair enough. As so, what's is does he? have any rest, or is he just kind of like he's there now? He's just a ghost forever. Or no, he doesn't. He doesn't eat. Or rest or anything. He just gets involved with hijinks for the next couple of days. And he's just there as the guardian angel to make sure that that aunt does not get that will. And that he can see him and his dad off to a happy life together. And he's still dead. Okay. Okay. And uh, is there any revenge for his death? <laughs> John Wick style. No, there's no John Wick. It's just like, you know, lucky you died, mate. But... He's still like happy and jovial and will- willing to help you out because, you know, a dog's a dog's business is never done. You know, man's best friend. He's gotta he's gotta help him out. Like, let's start up. Let's start off with the positives. One thing that this movie does at least really well is like it. It you can follow it from start to finish. It's a coherent film, and <laughs> that's probably better than most of the movies that are probably going to be 
ever talked about on this segment on the podcast. Um, I could follow the plot. Yeah, that's about all I could think of. Everything else was probably very soul-destroyingly boring and just wanted it to end so that I could just go to my bed and sleep. It's a really... It's an ugly movie that, like, you had warned me last week that it was a straight VHS scan. So it was just like scan from a VHS and put straight on online or a little bit flickery. A little bit flickery. The whole bottom of the screen is like basically having a panic attack. Um, (laughs) so for the whole movie, and that's you kind of get used to it. So obviously, it it still looks like you're watching a home movie from the '90s, really dull and gray looking, very flat image. And it's not necessarily that it's the most offensive movie ever. No, not at all. It's just, you know, it is what it is. It's doing that Beethoven 90s dog flick movie thing. It's cashing in on on the success of those sort of movies. And it's just doing that same plot a little bit hokier and a little bit worse. <coughs> um, There is actually a really talented person in the cast, though. And uh, that's Russ Tamblin who okay. most people will probably know from for playing Riff in uh, 1961's West Side Story, as well as playing Dr. Jacoby in David Lynch's uh, Twin Peaks. Big fan of uh, of his work. He's had a bit of a weird career, though, and this is probably one of the lower points. I, I feel sorry for him. Um, he's just, he winded up in something so amateur and insulting for a man who's pretty well recognized in Hollywood. He must have just been in a really tough spot, but I'll, um, yeah, he, he plays, um, they have this restaurant where they keep going to, um, it's like Toby's favorite pizza or pizzeria Italian restaurant. And also it's the only restaurant in town because they have six scenes where they have six dinners at this pizzeria <laughs> and obviously nobody, nobody goes anywhere else in town. It's only happening here. Business um, is booming. Business is booming. Russ Tamblin plays like the Metro D's. Like, well, he's the he's the owner of the restaurant. I don't even know what accent he's doing. Like, sometimes I'm like, yeah, he's Italian, and then sometimes like, is he Polish? Is he? It, it's all over the show. I don't think he knows what he's doing. He's like, oh, I make you something special. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you gave us a picture for that. The sound of yeah, well, you know what? It's a because the first half of it's oh, that's an Italian accent, and then he does something really weird with it. But he, yeah, it, it's just it's crazy. Yeah, and yeah, and he's he joins in in the hijinks with Toby and and uh, Lucky, even though he can't see, nobody can see Lucky by the way, apart from Toby. Mm. That's a that's a plot point I forgot to mention. Um, so when Toby's like in the middle of the street, looking down at the, on, on the pavement, going like, "That's a terrible idea. Dad's not gonna like that," and then. You know, the local mailman's walking past going, what are you talking about, kid? Okay. You know, it's, it, it's, all, it's all that. It's that hilarious sort of stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, Rust, I just, it because it, it looks like a 90s movie um, or really bad home video, it looks like when Rust Hamblin's on screen, it looks like you're just watching Twin Peaks. It's kind of really weird and surreal in that way. But um, yeah, that's about all I could find to really enjoy in this film. It's... um. It was an experience. Like I kept watching it, my looking at my watch every ten minutes, and I was just like, oh, "Please be over <laughs> now." And it wasn't like I said, it wasn't bad. It was just boring, man. Mm. Um, please do better next time. <laughs> Me or the film? Yeah. <laughs> Me. Okay. Well, you, 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 you even like pre pre watch this. 
I thought it looked all right. I thought, yeah, uh, maybe I'm just a sucker for golden retrievers. I thought there's there's some joy to be had here. There was no joy had here. Well, I was I was sick, and it made me more sick. Well, I mean, you did get, give me Atlantis Untold, <laughs> so I think you know there's no complaining can be done by you. Not for a long <laughs> time. <laughs> I thought it was a I thought it was a very ambitious movie. So you know. I I always love a movie like Mark Hermode always used to say I prefer a movie that aims for the stars and misses than one that just uh, that doesn't try at all. You can't, well, you can't disagree with that. It definitely tried everything but filming on real locations. Yeah, it was trying something new. It was doing that James Cameron thing where it was trying to really be innovative with the technology and do things that had never been done with it before. <laughs> yeah, they watched uh, Attack of the Clones. They were like, we could we could do that. <laughs> Can they can't. They can, that me. That is a movie that couldn't even be bothered to shoot an on-set location kitchen. You couldn't even find a kitchen to shoot it. <laughs> they had to CGI one. Oh man, man. Anyway, but yeah, that's 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 my magic dog. There you go. Well, you did pick me a better film than Atlantis Untold, but you didn't pick me a good film. Does that make sense? You still didn't pick a great film, but it was watchable. I okay. I, I feel like I only checked my phone. A good handful of times, you know. <laughs> that's better. That's better than me. Uh, whereas, whereas with Atlantis Untold, it was it was like every two minutes. I was like, have we have we progressed? You, you more used your phone to get you through the film. Yeah. It was more just like a, like a good crush. Do you remember when you used to get a new uh, like computer game when you were a kid, and when it used to take like a day to install? And you just watch the little line as it moved, like slightly, yeah. and you keep coming back <laughs> to it to see if it has moved any further. That's what it was like um, watching Atlantis Untold, but without any of the anticipation that something good might come at the end of it. Apart from <laughs> it's ended. Oh dear, it's 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 like the same. It's like a driver test disc or something like that, and it's scratched as well. <laughs> I want to hear all about this movie. Tell me about it. A dog and pony show. That is the film that you challenged me to watch. Uh, Great title. From, I think, maybe like two, three years ago. Is that in my Yeah, pretty there? recent, actually. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't as old as the film I got you to watch. Um, yeah. Made by like 10 different production companies, which is very evident from the start of the film <laughs> when the first five to 10 minutes is just logos from different production companies oh, right? okay. that, had, that had, a, had a part in this film. Uh, so yeah, so I'll I'll go through the plot. I'll let you know the plot. This is kind of what I got as I watched it. Uh, so there's a dog called Dee Dee, and she's been left by her owner at a circus. This was a while ago. Um, she's now just kind of a circus dog, but that's just a bit of backstory for her. Uh, and it does come into play later. That's why I'm bringing it up. Uh, but she's very good at what she does. She's the best circus dog performer in town. She has a show with a pony called Trick, but she doesn't even call him by his name because she's that much of a diva. And the first what? time, yeah, the first time we're introduced to her, it is literally from her point of view, watching these two guys kind of be like, okay, dog coming through. Are you okay? How's your hair? <laughs> like proper like assistance to the dog and stuff like that. But I must say the film never kind of, um, never verifies whether people can actually 
talk to these dogs or not. There's a lot of um, talk about like the dog's gone off and signed a different contract with a different circus, but like they don't understand what they're saying. So I don't fully understand how much uh, communication dogs and humans have because there's at least one scene where Dee Dee, who's voiced by Mae Whitman of uh, Avatar um, fame, and uh, so you know. Pretty good voice cast, but yeah, you just yeah. like you know, it cuts to the point of view of the of of like Ralph Macchio, who's also in it, and then it's just like the dogs, <laughs> the dogs barking, you know. Um, so they don't understand each other. But anyway, the the rules are a bit weird, skewed yeah. to say the least. Um, so yeah, let me go through the 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 plot. Uh, she's very good at what she does. None of the other animals in the circus like her because she is so much of a diva. Stuck up. Yeah, um, and then we kind of like cut to an uh, an actual human child who's moved uh, to the town where the circus is being held at. Um, him and his dad, played by Karate Kid's Ralph Macchio, um, they they have a farm together. He, they've moved away from New York and they have a farm, but neither of them have a clue on how to run a farm. Um, and the boy gets tricked by sensible choice. Yeah. The boy gets tricked by some local bullies who just kind of like walk up to him at some point. And they're like, go here at this time. And, uh, he ends and uh, that is actually somewhere where actually he's trespassing and, and kind of, um, at the same time, this is getting weird. I, it's very difficult to describe the plot of this film. So he gets stuck yeah. in this trespassed area, cut back to the circus. DD is have is is going through a kidnapping event where a rival circus wants DD. She sent she's kind of this very clownish lady who runs the circus. She sent two guys to kind of go <laughs> kidnap DD or dognat DD. DD kind of gets away, but she gets stuck in this room. Um <laughs> and the pony comes to save her. Uh but he can't open the door. Uh, he's like, I'll go get the humans. Um, but then she, he's just like, do you, do you even know my name? And she can't remember his name, even though she does the, the, the challenges with him. The challenges? The shows with him. And uh, and right. kind of like just leaves out of anger. Um, he, he swears that he's going off to find the humans, but it doesn't happen for a while. And obviously... the they can't communicate with humans really so it's not it doesn't really make any sense the circus leaves the boy finds the dog he takes the dog home and they're on the farm and she's like i got to get home but the dog doesn't know that the guy doesn't know that so he just like keeps her and she's feeling very sorry for herself cuz she's the greatest dog performer of all time uh so obviously we got a struggling farm the animals on the farm all seem to have some some kind of like issue as to why they can't do things like the chicken can't lay eggs, the horse can't plow a field because he's got like medical conditions. Um, I can't remember what was going on with the pig, but it twerks at one moment. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> That's all that matters. It's all, it's all that matters. Uh, yeah, it's 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 very strange. Uh, and but yeah, so all the animals are like shit at being farm animals. Uh, so because of that, the farm's going to get closed down because it's not making any money. And then if it doesn't make any money, they can't pay their rent. They can't pay the rent. Then the the farm gets, uh, bought back by somebody else, a landowner in the area who is a bit evil and has kind of set them up 
with with a bad farm. So Dee Dee tries to teach the farm animals how to like farm, and then she's like, "Screw this," because that's not working either. Uh, like they're that bad. So she's like, "Okay, in what could what could, what could a pig be bad at doing? <laughs> Being bacon? I don't know. I think it maybe had like smell issues, or it didn't like getting muddy or something. I, I like this is like I started to zone out a little bit at this point. <laughs> It still fulfills its uh, function of being big. But then it then it turns itself like, okay, maybe the, this is the plot of the film. Dee Dee then tries to train them up as circus animals, and she's like, well, if we if if we're all if we can put on a show, then we can still make money. And then you know, let's let's try and get you doing some things, tightrope, and you know that that all that that kind of yeah. circus show stuff. You're like, okay, is this where it's going? She's gonna create a new circus for herself um circus army yeah they're not good at that either they're not good at that so <laughs> so that's not the the plot of the film either oh, well, in the end she, she like finds a book on farming and uh the dog and kind of uses the methods in there so like she gives like placebo pills to the horse to make him think that all his illnesses have gone away because uh, it, it's all mental it's all mental you see um and he can plow a field again oh and there's a cow that's like really gassy and doesn't like being milked and uh, i think she brings in a skunk to teach the the cow how to not how to not be smelly or at least how to control her farts um oh. yeah so so there's a lot of that and then when when the cow does is ready to get milked. There's quite an interesting scene where the young kid's milking her, and he's getting very excited by the fact. What? <laughs> so it's uh, it's it's started to lose. I misjudged. And then at one point, um, there's like a snake. I was like, well, "Where did the snake come from?" That's a new character that's just come in. Didn't, you know the, the the farmyard snake. I don't know, man. It was, on, every farm's got one. It, it was it was very weird, and and also the so all the animals are like real animals, and they CGI the mouths. Um, yeah, like it's not <laughs> great CGI. Like it works enough, like maybe for a child to suspend their disbelief and kind of. It's just a flapping mouth though. That yeah, do much more than flap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 fine. Like it clearly wasn't a high budget film. Um, but yeah, the snake is the only character that's a puppet, so it just looks shit. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, so that's a bit weird. Then just don't make the character a snake. <laughs> uh, there's there's also another subplot. So the dad um, is is single, and uh, there's a, a mother and a, a child nearby to the farm that come and help him out because they kind of like fancy each other like the kid fancies the the daughter and the dad fancies the mum and they all kind of just like help each other out to make the farm good this again this is exactly they get... the plot of my movie yeah before they get taxed oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, of course it's all yeah it's all a bit weird um but then all of a sudden Dee Dee gets properly kidnapped again or like this time it goes well by the rival circus um and 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 she she has to go and become a a circus dog there um why is it they want to steal her is it that their circus is feeling and they need like a headline act or something like that exactly that exactly that and when the other circus see on the tv that she's gone to this new circus been dognapped to this new circus they're like 
oh, she must have run off and signed a contract with them. I was like, that's that's oh. that's where your brain goes to. Okay. That's such a typical DD thing to do. Though, but the it? pony yeah. from that circus is full of guilt and kind of runs off to the circus because he knows the truth and then everybody has to kind of follow him. Um, and then at that circus, as Dee's going to perform, she obviously decides to be like, screw it, I'm not performing. Uh, the original owner of Dee, uh, who left her, uh, as we saw in some backstory earlier in the film, shows up and accuses the other circus of animal cruelty. Um, and he's been like an undercover FBI agent. So Dee, Dee originally thought that her owner uh left because he he was like pushing her too far and stuff like this um and then and then he was just like i can't do this anymore you're on your own kid but really dd training dd to be part of the circus was his inroad into being undercover in the circus industry to suss out animal cruelty so this the rival circus he accused him of animal cruelty and uh and and like wants I mean, to close it down but obviously they're like that's our dog and then the boy shows up because he's seen her on the tv and he's like that's my dog and then the rival and then the original circus shows up and they're like that's my dog and then obviously Dee Dee decides to go with the new boy on the farm because that's where that's where she wants to be and even the new owner's like Dee Dee can go wherever she wants because wherever her heart takes her um so they have so then they strike up a deal to put a show. Well, strike up a deal. The, the the main circus is like, we'll help you out since you're under Didi's new home. We'll put on a show at the farm. You because we've got to raise ten thousand dollars in uh, in so many days um, to be able to kind of like pay off the tax stuff. Um, so yeah, they go on and and and, and put a sh- put a show on, but they only make about five thousand dollars. But then the circus owner. Um, does a magic trick where he magics up another five thousand dollars, and the and the and the farm is saved. That is so much. That, I mean, at the point where the original owner from backstory turned out to be an FBI agent, um, I was very uh, yeah. You, were, very you didn't confused. see that coming. Yeah, this is why I had to write it down because I was just like, there is there are so many things going on right here. Like, if it had just been like, I'm going to teach them how to be a circus farm. Sure, very simple. But then it was like, oh no, actually, I'm going to teach them how to farm from a book. Okay, okay. Oh, I've been dognapped again. Uh, oh, for goodness' sake! Come on. <laughs> is is like is Dee Dee like a big dog or is she like a like a little dog? She's like a little dog. I I don't even know the breed. Like she's a bit bigger than a Chihuahua. She's like a like a bit like a Paris Hilton sort of dog, is she? Yeah, I guess so. I wouldn't say like definitely not a Chihuahua, but like yeah, the, the small. Small to medium. I just want to see, like, I just want to see a dog, a little dog, try to pass pills to a horse that then consumes. consumes oh well, them. Uh, she uses sugar cubes actually. So she 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 tells the horse uh, that the sugar cubes. Horses love sugar cubes. Yeah, she's like, oh, it's a placebo pill, which is obviously. Oh, kids know what pl- that is. Yeah, but um, well, I mean, they they describe it, but obviously the horse doesn't know what a placebo pill is, so. Uh, it's just, it's like, I think, I'm not even sure kids would get much out of this. It's watchable, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I watched it, I could follow it, I understood Dee Dee's character and her arc. There was a lot of other stuff going on throughout the film, which was just very confusing, and I didn't understand, well, not that I didn't understand, but it was just like, this is unnecessary. 
Um, and it all kind of culminates in a kind of bit of a weird nothing film that I guess teaches you the values of family and friendship and being nice to people. So, you know, like I could, I could take stuff from it, but am I, am I going to show any future children of my, this, this film? Absolutely not. I, I mean, number one, I don't think I could sit down again and watch it. And number two, like there's, there's enough kids out there, no, enough kids films out there um, that, that, that do this a lot better that this, like, I don't understand why this was made, but um, are we going to like put a ban or, you know, next time we do this episode, are you banning kids movies for a while? Yeah, maybe we shouldn't do. Yeah, maybe we won't do a kids movie next time. Um, it you know, it it was supposed to be a dog movie. You know, <laughs> doesn't yeah, have to be a kids. Movie. You see, my movie had bullies in it as well. What, what like all these movies always have to have like bully kids as well in it. It's like a yeah. like it's a fallback. Um, yeah, but so surprising. Like yeah, it's like your film had a few pretty you know. In their in their heyday, were really big actors. I mean, like I said, you have Ralph Macchio and you got uh, Mira Servino. I mean, like she's she's an isn't she an Oscar winning actress? <laughs> who who was it? Mira Servino. Oh, was she the blonde lady? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, she won a, she won an Oscar back in the, um back in the nineties, didn't she? Did she? Like, oh. Mighty, Mighty Aphrodite. Which I, oh, isn't... I've not seen that, so I didn't I didn't even recognize her as as somebody. So. Uh, I feel bad for that, but yeah, there you go. But then again, like if I didn't know if I didn't know Karate Kid, I wouldn't have thought Ralph Macchio was a was a a star was a star in this, you know. Um, does he do karate? <laughs> he doesn't do karate. No, yeah, missed, yeah. yeah, missed out there. But you just, I think of like dog films and family films and stuff, and and for me, like, do you remember like the Homeward Bound films and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, I remember watching that. Yeah. They were so good. Like that that's the kind of dog film. Like that's peak dog film, right? Or like no, I would say it it below was like peak dog film for me. Is that the um was that the husky? The husky one. Yeah, oh, okay. husky Yeah, see that's good. That's good enough. I can take that. I can take that. And then like yeah. f- farm animal films like uh Babe. You can't get much better than Babe. Oh, and Babe I'm big fan of Babe. Two Pig in the City. That's a great movie. They're both great. Babe Two Pig in the City is is terrifying, terrifying film. Uh, but I yeah. really, uh, yeah. But again, like they did the talking animal thing right. Um, but yeah. But then, then again, that's George Miller making a talking animal film. So you know, you're guaranteed yeah. some form of, uh, of of quality. I mean, that guy's got a. He's got the weirdest filmography of any filmmaker in history isn't he i know i know and a and a cancelled justice league film as well what what does this filmography go goes it goes mad max mad max 2 the road warrior mad max 3 then it's babe is no does he do the first babe movie or just the second one just the second one i think think yeah so he does babe pig in the city and then happy feet happy feet happy feet 2 did he do the sequel as well? All right, yeah, fair. he did the sequels. And was then, Happy Feet people... good, or was that just child me thinking it was good? I was never a big Happy Feet kid anyway. Um, yeah, it was one of those things like when you put on TV, you couldn't turn off because it was just so different and strange. I think people like that movie. I, I need to watch it again. 
Yeah, it's one of those films. In my head, I'm like, I think it was good. Yeah, and then obviously Max Fury Road, which is a masterpiece, and now, yeah, <laughs> now you got a genie movie, um, genie so movie, and then it. and then he's doing Mad Max Furiosa, isn't he? Which which I think yes. is filming, it's filming now with uh, Anya yeah. Taylor Joy in the Furiosa role. They've casted Yonda Morton Joe as well, haven't they? Maybe I don't know. I think they might have casted Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth's in it. That's it. Chris Hemsworth's in it. I like Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. It definitely. But then again, like um, the the Mad Max Fury Road sounds like it was uh, lucky that it came together so well. It sounds like a pretty. It was, it was supposed to be being made like um like the early two thousands, wasn't it? And then I think nine eleven crashed the Australian market, and then they had to put it in the back shelf for years. And then all the Mel Gibson stuff came out and everything. So. It was supposed to come out like 20 years ago. And they had all the cars that you see in Mad Max Fury Road are actually um, have been sitting in garages and um, and sort of like locked locked rooms for about 20 years. They were actually the cars you see in the movie were the cars they were going to shoot 20 years ago. So they've all just been sitting in storage, um, which is crazy. No, I was just going to say he had like a, a cancelled Justice League film. Which was uh, this was before the Avengers, I think, and it was going to have like Army Hammer was going to play Batman and stuff. <laughs> That's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you say that, but now you've got Ezra Miller playing the Flash, and uh, they are they are um, yeah creating a lot of good press at the moment. So you know what DC though, like I feel you got to feel for them. They've got like they've been saddled with two of the most hated people in the world right now. Who's the second? Um, Amber Heard. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. So both of their like big properties are both coming out, are both doomed. Well, I don't know. Apparently, they've cut Amber Heard, and uh, I don't know. Not doomed in terms of what the final product will be. More doomed in t- in terms of what they do with what they've got at the minute the test screenings of, of the flash movie have been like really good and they're actually like sitting on a pretty decent really? film apparently. So they don't really want to kind of mess with it too much. So I think it's just going to be a case of we'll release it. Ezra Miller won't do any press and uh, we'll see how it goes, but we won't do anything with him going forward. But I think potentially word of mouth alone will, will, will make the flash movie go forward. I think they're just hoping that like enough regular audiences are just not going to know much about the Ezra Miller stuff and just wait for that sort of just to die down. Oh, definitely. <laughs> although, although Ezra Miller is on a rampage at the minute. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. There's, no... there's, there's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going around about why it might be, and and I wonder if we'll ever like. It doesn't sound great. Any of the news coming out of. Hawaii about Ezra Miller, but I do wonder if we'll we'll, we'll find out more as to why they may be uh, acting in certain strange ways um, before the film comes out, and and maybe we'll we'll have more of an understanding. I don't know. And then yeah, uh, Aquaman. I, I mean, I think either Amber Heard's not going to be in it at all, or she's going to be in it for so little that nobody's really going to care. Um, but then also, like, I don't really want to get into the the Amber Heard Johnny Depp thing because I don't think people it, are very passionate. Yeah, people are very, very passionate, passionate, and I don't think it does anybody favors. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think it's exactly the. Um, it's not necessarily black and white, is it? I mean, 
Yeah. Yeah. I, at the end of the day, I, what can we say? You know, we were, we're so removed from that situation, aren't we? Um, exactly. Degree. I mean, I mean, I guess the, the court hearing was, was a window to some degree, but at the end of the day, it's somebody else's life and uh, it's two people telling their own story and I wasn't there. So I am very, I'm very suspicious as to why it was so big and viral and uh, forced down your throat um, in terms of TikTok videos and Instagram and, and, uh, and, and just, it feels very icky and ooey to like, I would just, I would just open up Instagram or, or, or Facebook and you'd see videos of being like 10 funniest Johnny Depp moments. And it just made me feel, I was like, I don't care. This isn't funny. I mean, I know it was about defamation, but it's also very much about abuse. Um, and we shouldn't be making we shouldn't be making light of that or or jump into conclusions because yeah I, I I just I don't know the way it was very skewed made me left me feeling a bit icky. I know what you mean it sets a, it sets a precedent and you know it it shows like women in the future or women of of fame you know could be a, a big risk to come out if it's even if it's a truth or not. To come out and uh, speak against a partner, especially that partner is uh, very well beloved as someone like Johnny Depp. But you know, at the same time, I recognize that uh, I'm 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 in no camp here. It could be no. you, I, I am removed from the situation. You can only hope that justice has prevailed, and the result was the right result. Uh, because if not, um, we'll be hearing about it in ten years' time when there's a documentary about Amber Heard and how. TikTok told us to to hate her, you know, like we were so easily, easily skewed by TikTok videos into hating on a woman who had gone through abuse. I well, hope that isn't also, the case, but it could be. Me, me too. But I also think that Johnny Depp is so prevalent in so many people's lives and also so many um, millennial people's childhoods you know he was captain jack sparrow for goodness sake you know how many disney projects he's been involved tim burton all those movies are are sewn into the fiber of our dna of of who we were as as kids or or young adults that i think so many people just don't really want to come to realization that that could be that could be sort of mutilated by by a truth that could ruin it you know so yeah i think that kind of skews people's opinions too but you know at the end of the day like like i said justice could have prevailed but um i'm not going to yeah i i i I'm always being a facts person so unless i have a fact in front of me i'm not going to really um say it was or wasn't because i could be proven wrong 10 years down the line definitely definitely uh and there's probably a good chance <laughs> so dogs yeah we we've full on we have full on gone off on a segue that's just what the dog and pony show does dog and pony show opens a a a road of many more interesting exciting discussions (laughs) um from from dog and pony show to babe to george miller and mad max to amber heard and ezra miller (laughs) Uh, it was all thanks to a dog called lucky (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he turned out to not be so lucky. No. Lucky. Because he got ran over. Lucky, stay with me, boy. Stay with me. You're my best friend. Bye. 
<laughs> oh, father. Oh, wait, no, that's just playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, father. Oh, father. Well, wrong if, franchise, buddy. If, yeah. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this episode of uh, the film angle and the films that streaming forgot, then let us know because I quite enjoy doing these challenges. Uh, but I guess that should take us to our kind of end result. Uh, should streaming forgot my magic dog, or, or should we be all searching it out, Chris? Um, I think if you're like a dog completionist or like just a weirdo, then yeah, <laughs> feel free. It's on Prime. Watch it. But no, I don't think you're missing anything here, guys. Um, we've got to try a little bit harder next next episode, Alex. Fair enough. Uh, same with the Dog and Pony show. That can also be left to be forgot on streaming channels. Don't recommend anybody searching it out um, unless you just kind of want a bizarre time with varying plot lines and a, a twist, an FBI agent twist, which sounds great on paper, but execution, yeah, not, not so good. Well, t- to be fair, and this is not Alex, this is not your fault because, you know, you, you told the story really well. But, you know, I kind of switched off halfway through you telling me the story. I got so confused that I couldn't even, my mind didn't want to keep up anymore. So maybe I, yeah. That's fair enough. I think me struggling to tell you the plot of this film goes a long (laughs) way to show you how much I struggled with the plot of this film. (laughs) No, you did a brave thing. You, you You put yourself out there for the team. I appreciate that. Okay, guys, so there you have it. That goes our second episode in our new segment, The Films That Streaming Forgot. Hope you guys really enjoyed it. And yeah, if you if you want to hear some more, you want us to do future episodes in this, please uh, feel free to comment or like or uh, just let us know that, that you're enjoying it. Um, as always, you can follow us on our streaming platforms. Uh, we are currently streaming our podcast on Apple on Spotify, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts from. And also we have a pretty strong presence on Instagram. We're doing a lot of reels at the minute, uh, posting on there regularly. So please check it out, guys, at the film angle. Um, Yeah, but next week we've got some really good stuff to look forward to. We are going to be obviously talking about really big movies I've just released, like Elvis and uh, The Black Phone. So please stay tuned to, uh, to hear us talk about that. Um, But for now, this is The Film Angle, and my name is Chris. And I'm Alex. Bye, guys.